This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. As we kind of turn the page and transition here, this podcast is starting with a fresh new regime, a regime that, hey, two years ago, it was a little positivity with Joe Judge, but the cloud of Dave Gettleman hung over the Giants. And a couple of years ago when Pat Shermer was hired, there was positivity that maybe Gettleman would be fine, Shermer would be fine. Clearly, we were wrong. I think even both of us, no matter if we're positive or negative, can agree it does feel like legitimate winds of change right now with Dable and Shane. Now, the problem we're going to run into is as good a feeling as this feels, like we're kind of cleansed from the Gettleman toxic era that was Giants football, which, let's face it, that was a very toxic era we just lived in. Uh, short, but felt like forever. It was embarrassing. We don't know when we will see the dividends and the light at the end of this tunnel when you know this era starts providing positive moments. But it does feel like even embarking on this year, there's that, like, no matter what happens, you kind of feel like there's been a demon exercise entering into the season. Well, it's addition by subtraction, right? Just getting it with, dude, when the regular season ended and there was that thought that, hey, we might bring Joe Judge back. I honestly believe they were they were contemplating that, but I think they got a feel for the fans and they were like, dude, we cannot bring this guy. He was basically like, dude, the stuff he was doing at the end of the year was like Costanza, you know, driving around, dragging well, the trophy in the parking lot. The guy wanted out and it was almost like the owner was like, well, you know, so my guy, because he sweet talked you a couple of years ago and now you're like all enamored with the guy. Thankfully made, made the right decision. And now, listen, and this this is what will absolutely happen. We could sing the praises of Dable. Guy makes one mistake in the first half of game one preseason, and we're going to be right. all over the guy. That's how we are. Unproven as a head coach, we'll see how it goes. But anybody other than Joe Judge patrolling the sidelines is a positive for the Giants. Uh, okay, so I am of the belief that Joe Judge has every ability and capability to be a successful head coach in the NFL. I really don't think Joe Judge is a bad head coach. I think Joe Judge was dealt a very bad hand and put in the worst possible scenario for a coach of his type to succeed. What I mean by that is young rookie head coach that was a coach of special teams, those guys need to land in unique spots with a proper support system. Having Jason Garrett forced on you by ownership who has no basically ability to see what a modern offense should look like and combine that with the fact that the offensive line still sucks because your GM sucks and combine mm-hmm. it with the fact that basically anybody who was a former head coach on the team, Freddie Kitchens, Jason Garrett, couldn't help him see the light clock management, everything else that went with it. I think Joe Judge failed miserably and then cracked under pressure of all the press conferences. I will also tell you, and I am not normally going to be a newsbreaker. I know some podcast hosts, um, for certain teams will break news and every once in a while, maybe I'll run into one. Everybody that I have spoken to, everybody's wrong. Some that I have spoken to have told me that the reason Joe judge 
basically ran that quarterback draw at the end of there was he was so fed up with Dave Gettleman and basically being held out, hung out to dry once Daniel Jones got hurt at all those press conferences that that day at the Meadowlands, Dave Gettleman is having a retirement party in the suites, family, everybody sitting there watching it. And Joe Judge felt like that was embarrassing. Where's Dave Gettleman been answered for questions? He's not going to answer for the disgraceful end of the season. Those two had friction. And that was a nice retirement present for Gettleman. This is what you gave me. This is what you gave me offensive line-wise, Mike Lennon. This is what you get. And I think that John Mara knew, and I think there was more that went on behind closed doors. And I think Joe Judge probably came across very immature and bit his nose to spite his face. But I think that Joe Judge is not done coaching the NFL. And I think him taking this Patriot job right now where he's going to be a weird offensive consultant with Matt Patricia where they both share offensive coordinator duties is a rehab job. It's like these core coaches that go back to Alabama and work for Saban <laughs> and rehab themselves. Yeah, It's a rehab job. I think Joe Judge coaches again. I really do believe that. Whether it's a head coach in college or the NFL – and I think Joe Judge will be successful a second go around. I just I think he was screwed here. I really do. I don't think I don't think I look at the Giants issue and go, oh, thank goodness Joe Judge is the head coach. I look at more like thank goodness Dave Gettleman's not the one making roster decisions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We talked about Judge. You mentioned Garrett. You mentioned Gettleman. To me, those guys were on the front line as far as the vitriol from the fans, right? Okay, now they're all gone. Now, if the team stinks, someone's going to have to answer for it. So to me, when I start looking at that list, I'm not going to put Barkley there. Bro, we all know Barkley stinks, okay? They have picked up guys from the scrap heap that have run behind that line and did better than Barkley. All right, it was the worst draft pick. You want to – I don't want to – Alfred Morris. He's not NFL history, obviously, but he's one of the worst picks in Giants history in a time where you could take a running back at any time and you use it like that on a running back is ridiculous. It will be on the Dave Gettleman sort of Giants GM tombstone, right? Okay. So beyond the tombstone, it is the tombstone. Right. So I'm not going to put Barkley there. To me, it's the quarterback. If this guy does not perform this year, he is going to hear it from every single fan. I understand if he stinks, he's gone, right? That doesn't matter because people, fans are going to want blood this year. You get those games in December and they got four wins and it's cold and they're pissed off and they don't want to be there and they're basically there to boo. This guy is going, because now Dable's going to have a honeymoon. Shane's going to have a honeymoon. There's going to be a honeymoon period. Now, there will be other guys if they, Galladay, Tony, if they, guys that want to take their ball and go home the minute they're not happy, they won't get it as much as the quarterback because at the end of the day, especially when the coach is on a honeymoon, it comes down to the quarterback. And I know you're a big supporter of Daniel Jones. I am not. I didn't want them to draft in the beginning with. I know. You watch a lot of Duke. Doesn't matter, bro. I didn't think the guy could play. And it's been proven, injuries aside, that he can't play. 
See, I disagree. I think injuries have been his biggest issue. I Go back to year one. I mean, he did things like five touchdown games that Justin Herbert didn't do in his rookie year under Pat Shermer's offense. He's not as good I, as Justin Herbert. Don't even put him in the same sentence. I would take Herbert down. in a nanosecond. I'll we're, be not gonna do this, we're not going to do this podcast if you're not going to listen to the words I said. You I put him in the same sentence. No, no, you didn't. I, but you put him in the same sentence as what Herbert, I'm, and you implied that Daniel Jones has the ability to be as good or if not better than Herbert because he did things younger. That's all. What what I am implying is I believe if Justin Herbert was drafted by the Giants and dealt with the Jason Garrett and the offensive line regime, I don't think Justin Herbert is thought of the way he's thought of today. Now, it doesn't mean Daniel Jones is as good as him. It means that's how crappy a scenario he was in. Now, it probably is too little too late. And honestly, my biggest issue with Daniel Jones is staying on the field. The guy's never on the field. And if you're never on the field, we got spoiled with Eli Manning. How could you be successful to begin with? To me, injuries are my first concern with Daniel Jones. I mean, last year, it's funny how, you know, things spiral. He gets hurt. They stink in the red zone. Let's not forget when they get off to that 0-3 start and then they beat the Saints. That's those first four weeks. Daniel Jones is the best player on the Giants for those four weeks. I mean, that Washington game up and down the field. I mean, he has, in spurts, shown the ability to do it. He's constantly been held back, and maybe some of it is his fault. Maybe most of it is his fault, and Jason Garrett's the scapegoat. We're going to find out, but the bottom line is this. They have no commitment to him beyond this year. And to your point about honeymoons, I mean, you want to talk about pressure. That's it. I mean, whatever happens this year, even if it's his fault or not, will be on Daniel Jones and the lie to the fans because to them, that's the last line essentially left of important figures from the Gettleman judge era. And before that, the Shermer era is now Daniel Jones. So it's going to be sink or swim. And maybe it's best for him to get out after this year and leave. And again, I'm going to tackle Daniel Jones more. We will more in episode two, because I do think that presents a very interesting scenario. And again, I'm going to tease this positive negatives that comes up. But Daniel Jones absolutely, I think, is the guy who will get it the most from fans this year. I think there's no doubt. I think number two, uh, I'm very interested, and this is getting really inside the weeds, if we're going to talk about guys with pressure on him. I think hiring defensive coordinator Wink Martindale is going to be interesting because yeah. the Giants fans loved Patrick Graham. That was the one coach they loved under the Joe Judge era. He, he got the most out of everything. It's funny looking back to two years ago entering that COVID 2020 season because the belief was the Giants offense is probably going to score a lot of points and their defense is going to be horrendous. And then there they are in a really bad NFC East hanging around because their defense is really good. Leonard Williams having an all-world year. And Patrick Graham was awesome. Now Patrick Graham got off to a slow start in 2021, uh, changed some things around, the way he used Jabril Peppers, et cetera, et cetera. Now they hire Wink Martindale, but they got rid of James Bradbury. They got rid of Logan Ryan. Their secondary outside of Xavier McKinney and Adoree Jackson is a bunch of who knows. Yep. Guys that we have hope for, Cordell Flat, they drafted, all of that stuff. I think if this defense is in a scenario where maybe Dable's got the offense looking all right, maybe Daniel Jones is playing good, he's healthy, the beginning of the year. I'm not even talking about the whole year. And the defense is sitting there giving up 35, 40 points a game. There's going to be a lot of fans going, what the heck did we hire Wink Martindale for? And now it sounds crazy to the diehards of diehards who've studied the Ravens scheme and everything that goes with it. But you casual WFAN fans who don't really get in the X's and O weeds, you know how New York is as a fan base. They will turn on that defensive coordinator and make him the scapegoat real quick because he's an unfamiliar name to them. No, no doubt, dude. And a lot of times you see this where you go, all right, this guy was great in this uh, on this team, right? In this scheme. But, bro, we're talking, and I'm not saying he like Ray Lewis and Reed. You need the horses, Suggs. I mean, do yeah. they have that? And when you talk about the secondary, it sounds cliche, but they got to get pressure. And that's something the Giants have always been a hallmark, right? I mean, they've, they've won Super Bowls with a lot, me and you at linebacker, right? So they, they it was always been sort of that hallmark 
of getting after the quarterback, especially if you guys that, that can't cover. And we've seen that the, the, it is such a, thankfully in the NFC, outside of the Rams, outside of the Bucks, it is a little wide open. It's not like if they were in the AFC, it would be a disaster because it's just a minefield there. But they have to have the ability to get after the quarterback. And you're right. If this defense struggles, especially if the offense turns it around and you feel like, wow, if we could just get some stops, we could put some wins up. Because if we start winning some games, things will change quickly because of the new regime. So it'll be very interesting to see because he's definitely on the hot seat. You're right, because it'll turn quick if that defense comes out, like you said, and dropping 35 points against them uh, right out of the gate. 